This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and it is January 14th, so it is the first um, episode we'll having for here 2021. Um, we're, I'm in the United States, so if you've been watching the headlines, we've had a lot of crazy stuff going on in the past week. So needless to say, I think we are ready for a little bit of calm, just for a little bit, maybe 45 minutes of escapism, talking about some wonderful books. Um, and just so you know, it's Dress Up Your Pet Day here in the United States. It's also Organize Your Home Day. Um, so you may be able to organize your home well by getting rid of the dress-up clothes or organizing the dress-up clothes that you have for your pets because I honestly tried to dress up my dog one time and she was really, really, really unimpressed with the possibility, and um, I ended up giving the clothes away to a very good friend of mine, Sasha Summers, who has a very cute dog. So if you look on her Facebook and Twitter, she has uh, her little cutie there. And so if you see her all dressed up, those are outfits that um, I organized by giving them to her. Um, Anyway, so that is what's going on here. Very fun. We have our author today is Kate O'Keefe, who will be here shortly. She is um, calling from New Zealand. So it took a little bit of coordination to make sure I have the right time um, with her. So that's going to be cool. And also she has a new book out and we'll talk about all sorts of cool, fun stuff. So I hope everyone has started off the year well and has got um, all sorts of fabulous things planned. So I'm going to go ahead and get started here with Kate. Kate is an award-winning, best-selling author of fun, feel-good chiclet, and romantic comedies. She lives and loves in beautiful Hawke's Bay, New Zealand, with her family, two scruffy dogs, and a cat who thinks he's a scruffy dog, too. But he's not. He's a cat. And when she's not pinning her latest story, Kate can be found hiking up hills traveling to different countries around the globe when she back when she used to be able to do that and eating chocolate. Love that. It's always a good idea to eat chocolate. And right now, Kate is working on a spinoff story from the Love Manor romantic comedy series entitled Every English Love Story. It's Phoebe's story, one of the contestants from the Dating Mr. Darcy reality TV show. The box set is called Love and City, and it's a it's an anthology of 13 fabulous rom-coms, and it's on pre-order, and I have the link in the write-up of the show. You can find Kate O'Keefe at her website, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, BookBub, Goodreads, and Amazon. All those links are in the write-up of the show. Welcome, Kate. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. You know, I was sitting there, and I, I think I probably double-checked, triple-checked, quadruple-checked my time. I have the World Clock app open and I kept making sure you know we were coordinating correctly because it's the making sure it's time that like we're both awake at the times we're going to talk um one of us is not trying to talk at three o'clock in the morning so that's that's always a good plan (laughs) yes I actually agree with that (laughs) so it is summertime in the southern hemisphere correct it sure is. It's um, where we live in Hawke's Bay. It's um, very warm. It's the fruit bowl of New Zealand. Um, probably, probably a little bit like Southern California. So we have uh, beautiful, warm, sunny weather. Uh, we spend a lot of time at the beach, um, and um, 
we're lucky enough to have a pool and that's currently I was going to say 28 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's pretty warm. It feels a bit like a bath. Um, and, um, right. yeah, it's it's the it's school vacation at the moment. So um, lots of kids around playing, having a great time. It's nice. So what is y'all – so in, in, in the United States, summertime falls in, like, June, July, August. So yours is January, February, March. Is that how it falls? Or is it December, January? How, how does y'all's fall? It's December, January, February, officially. Okay. Um, but okay. really, the warmer weather is January, February, March. Um, so the kids all go back to school in February, and that's when it hits like 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. It's not very well. Yeah. It's not very well planned. But um, yeah, it, it's. Um, I always thought it would make more sense to not have school. I mean, to have school in August because it is so hot a lot of places, and so they're inside anyway. Um, and then maybe let them get out earlier in the year, like May, June, July. But, um, but, but I'm not on school board, so I can't make that decision. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> what is – right, right. Um, what is the – I mean, is summertime there? I mean, I know a lot of places have it, but is this like a, um, a big reading time? Is this uh, – do a lot of people are out – and about reading, is it more getting out and, and moving? I mean, what is what's kind of your typical summer? For me personally, yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, I do a lot more reading uh, when I can. Um, I, mm-hmm. I am a voracious reader, uh, so unsurprisingly, considering what I do, so I do I do love to just you know find a cool spot in the garden somewhere and um, read, sit back and read. Uh, I do really love to do that. Of course, if family means that you don't necessarily get to do that, but we do go, we've just been away actually as a family um, with uh, another set of really good friends. We're uh, incredibly lucky in New Zealand right now that we um, don't have covered in the country yeah. um, other than at the yeah. border so we yeah we're, we're extremely blessed and very lucky uh, and uh, so we've been able to live relatively normal lives for the last I guess we came out of lockdown back in April so uh, we've, yeah, right. we've been very lucky with that so we've been up to the very north of the country to a place called the Bay of Islands, which is absolutely stunning. It's where uh, it's the birthplace of our nation, uh, where there was a treaty signed up in the north of the North Island, in a place called Waitangi. And we've just been up there, and it's got beautiful golden sand beaches. Um, we went on a helicopter trip. We did. Um, there's these um, huge sand dunes. You can get your bodyboard and go sliding down. <laughs> you know, oh, we wow. just had a, a whale of a summer. It's it's been fantastic. So I didn't read a lot when we were doing that. I just got into bed at night and read a, you know a few pages before I completely passed out from all the activity. But um, yeah, it's been. Uh, that's that's what we do, and that's what I do in summer. I, I tend to do um, some activity as well as loving to read and um, when I can I write it's a little bit trickier for me to write over this time uh, sure. but um, because I don't get the mental space so much because people are around and we have a lot of visitors here where we live but um, yeah 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 it's um it sounds it sounds very similar you know you, you keep busy and it's hard to write with the kids home and um, you try but I'm so <laughs> I'm so thrilled that you guys are able to get out and about and move around. I mean, that's, that's a wonderful thing um, to be able to kind of get back to business as, as usual. 
uh, in a lot of ways. Um, and during it that is. time, I had, you know, I had yeah. family. In, I'm sorry. I was, I was Go ahead. I had family in California, and they yeah. um, they they've been obviously in lockdown or in shelter in place for quite some time now, off and on. Um, yeah. And um, I'm very aware when I post photos of what we're doing that they'll be looking at this going, gosh, you know, <laughs> that would be nice. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very aware that, that we're in that position right now. I'm also, as um, most New Zealanders, very aware that it could change on a dime. So right. we, we need to enjoy it while we have it and be careful as well. So we'll do sure. now, right? Right. I mean, I think that also it's very interesting now because when I'm watching different shows, you know, obviously things have been out for a while and had no COVID effect at all. You you sit there and go, oh, where are the masks? Oh, that's right. There's there's a there's no need for masks at this you know particular thing. Um, so yeah, things have definitely changed. It's definitely a perception um, is definitely there. Um, so we'll see how this all plays out in the coming months and years to come um and hopefully things will take a very positive spin in the next uh i'm really hopeful for that too absolutely yeah yeah um but during that time during the last several months you have been wonderfully productive with your writing because you have new new releases so let's start with that um Yeah. yeah so tell me about uh your newest release I have one coming out as part of a box set in um, February, and that is with a bunch of some of my favorite authors of uh, romantic comedy. So that's with uh, Becky Monson and Whitney Deneen and Jennifer Peel, among many others. Uh, Melissa Baldwin, mm-hmm. who I've co-written a, a book with already. Yes, um, so we're writing novellas, and it's called Love in the City, and it's a collection of 13 authors. And we, um, we've, all, we've all written novellas, but it all has to center around a city. So, in fact, as I was writing this, I based mine in London, where I lived for a very long time mm-hmm. um, when I was young. <laughs> Uh, and um, I, as I wrote it, I was thinking, gosh, I, this cannot happen right now because they were they were off, you know, doing all the tourist things and hopping on and off a double-decker bus and going on the London Eye. And, it, yeah, that just wouldn't happen right now. But I've made the conscious choice not to include anything around the, around the pandemic in my writing at the moment. So that might change right. in the future, but for now that's where I'm at. But, yeah, so it's been really fun to write this. I wrote um, a book I released back in August um, called Dating Mr. Darcy, and that's mm-hmm. the first book in a series that's based around um, a uh, – basically it's a it's, – it's let, me, let me start again. It's – Pride and Prejudice meets The Bachelor is the way I describe it. So it's a reality TV show with uh, someone who's posing as Mr. Darcy. um, And my heroine, Emma, goes on the show um, as a contestant. And that's the basis for a three-book series and then a spin-off series as well. So the book I've just written, the novella I've just written for the Love in the City box set is one of the contestants' story. Uh, stories okay. and um, her name is yeah her name is Phoebe and she she's an interesting character and I hadn't intended to write her story but several author friends asked me whether I would and um, I've had 
great response from readers as well saying, yes, they would love to read that. So that's what's going into the Love in the City box set. And I'm really excited about it. I loved writing it. Well, I mean, I think it's, isn't it fun when your readers reach out to you and say, but what about this character? What's their story? I know. You might not necessarily have considered them at all. Right, right. Yeah. I've had that. It's like, what about so-and-so? I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, you got to fix it. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, in this instance, Phoebe is an incredibly sweet and lovely person. So when I had people say, what about writing Phoebe's story? I thought, well, she doesn't have... An edge to her. There's no, there's no interest to her. But then I realised actually maybe she could be incredibly sweet and nice, and um, there are other layers to her, and mm-hmm. maybe she's incredibly nice to everybody because of a backstory. Um, so I put that into the Love in the City um, story that I've written for Phoebe. So um, I've given her a lot more depth, I guess, than I did in dating Mr. Darcy. Okay. Well, I mean. Now, do you do all your books um, indie, or are you through a publisher, or is it a mix? Yes. Okay. I am proud to say that I'm 100% indie, and um, I have had conversations with publishers um, and um, have decided to go down that, continue to go down that route. So I I went indie to start with. It was actually my husband's idea, uh, Mm -hmm. and he'd read an article about uh, independent publishing back in... 2014 Um, and uh, then as I gained some success I was um, approached and yeah I just I made the call that this is the right thing for me it works for me I do love being in control of the whole process and there's a wonderful community of authors as you will well know that are Mm -hmm. that's one of the amazing things I think about being a writer I know some writers have had some negative experiences with other authors personally I never have I've just had incredible support and I'm I feel really blessed and lucky that I have that and um, so I just find that I can get so much advice if I have any questions I can drop drop into one of my groups that I'm in one of my author groups and ask a question and I'll have Mm -hmm. 20 answers within an hour and that's that just that I think that has helped my career so much oh for sure and I think too you have to. I mean, not everybody can do indie. I mean, there's some that are really good and focused and organized, and there's others that are like, I really need that publisher to be saying to say, where are you? I need this a deadline. Um, it, and then there's people who can, you know, hybrid. So it, it's there's definitely a space for everyone, um, but definitely need to. We all need to just do the work as well, which is a lot, even with a publisher. I yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I'm a very much a type A personality and I'm very driven. <laughs> so uh, for me, I don't need someone cracking the whip. But um, right. occasionally I do, maybe over summer. <laughs> it's a little bit trickier. <laughs> but uh, that, that, works, that works for me. I think if I had a publisher breathing down my neck, it, yes, I think I would end up writing into the wee hours and get it done but um, I do I do like that control and one of my past jobs I've had a, a number of my, my most recent job was teaching but before that I, was, mm-hmm. I actually worked in um, in sales and I had to manage my portfolio of customers and um, reach certain goals you know the way sales works 
And um, I think that's really helped me um, with the business side of it because there's two sides to being a writer, an independent writer, of course. There's the craft sure. side and then there's actually running it as a business. Yes. Well, and it's, I think there was somebody talking, yeah, I think I was, I was mentioning something to someone today online that they were saying um, they were, they were having trouble promoting themselves. And I, in the gist of it was that she was having trouble just telling everybody uh, it was for a podcast and she was saying, you know, how do I get people to know I'm there and build? And it's like, just promote yourself, just reach out to your friends and family at first and then tell them to share it. And, and I think we all have a, have trouble, even if we, whether, no matter how we get our books to the shelves or the e-readers have trouble saying, and here's my book, you know, we're great at, you know, produce or um, promoting friends. We're great at promoting other authors. We're just not as solid at promoting ourselves. I absolutely agree with that. And that's, it's one of the tricky things because when you do, have a creative pursuit you feel like you're putting part of yourself out there to be judged I guess and um, Mm -hmm. I remember with my first book I was like I read every review I labored over every word anybody wrote in a review and I it was I I guess I became a bit obsessed with it and it really slowed Mm -hmm. me down with what I was doing next because people have so many different opinions and somebody once said to me I think it was Becky Monson actually said to me years ago when I have a bad review I go and read the reviews for my favorite books and one of my favorite books is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen Mm -hmm. um, which is why I wrote the Mr. Darcy character Um, he's one of my favorite um, characters of all time as he is with many many readers and um, a lot of people love Pride and Prejudice, a lot of people hate Pride and Prejudice, so you can't please everybody. So, um, yeah, I think, getting back to your original point, I think, yes, it is it, it is harder to do that, and I think you just got to just, for me, it was metaphorically shutting my eyes and just putting myself out there in right. a way that I never really had before. As New Zealanders, we are... You know, we have this thing called tall poppy syndrome in New Zealand. I don't know whether you, you know that know what that means. I don't. But, I want um, to know, tall, though. <laughs> tall poppies. Okay. Tall poppies is like you, you, can't, you can't be too good at something. People will be negative about you if you're too good at something. And New Zealand is a very friendly, lovely people, generally speaking. But there is this, this concept in our, in our country that I don't think Americans have. So I think it's doubly hard for a New Zealander and probably a British person as well, because we, you know, a lot of us um, have come from Britain, um, to actually really put ourselves out there. And um, it's something I've learned from my American author friends, that they are much better at self-promotion than, than I have been in the past. Now mm-hmm. I don't care. I just, I'm like 18 books in, and I'm like, let's just go for it. <laughs> yeah. Put myself out yeah. there and go for it. Yeah. Well, for but sure. It took, me some, it took me a few books, for sure. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think, too, I, I, when I had my first book out, I was just thinking, and you do get in the mindset that you really, really, really love this book, so everyone else is going to really, really, really love this book. And mm-hmm. I think the first review I got that was not favorable, I was just devastated for, I think, a week. And then I decided I just wasn't going to look at reviews at all, which isn't really realistic. 
Um, but I, but I um, paced myself. So I just wouldn't look at them for months. And then I could go back and skim and go, okay, whatever. Um, we can learn stuff from bad reviews. You know, if, if something keeps coming up, it would be something. But, yeah, you're right. It's just you just can't please everybody at all. And so you just have to know that going no, in. But no. You're absolutely yeah. right, though, that you can learn from reviews. And also I found in some of my reviews that authors, sorry, writers have said, I really want to read X, X's um, story. I, am, I, do, I don't want to read anything more about why, et cetera, you know. So um, I, I still read reviews, but they just don't bother me the way they used to if they're not positive. Right. Um, and I just want to put it out there that most of my reviews are really positive, as I'm sure yours are as well. <laughs> Um, but you do you do get some like I got one not not a while, that long ago that said, she titled it UG and I was like oh no this is going to be a good review <laughs> right I just thought okay that's your that's your opinion she wasn't being nasty she just couldn't connect with the characters she didn't read the whole story um, but yeah that's that's fine I'm, I I can't please everybody and I know that just as you do right. Well, and two, for anybody's listening, do not tag an author with a bad review. It's rude. But also authors do not tag the reviewer in response to a review. I was reading there was a discussion on Twitter that somebody uh, was saying that she had written she had seen this she had written a review and then the author actually reached out to her to argue the review. Um, and I just thought, man, that's just no. not, <laughs> no, let's move I, on. I've never, I've never responded. I have responded in my head to people, but I've sure. never actually responded to a review. Um, and, you know, I haven't even said, well, thank you for your opinion. I just say nothing because I think if you engage, you're inviting them to offer more <laughs> more of what they've already right. said and in a public right. forum. So I just think it's it's not good for anybody. Right. Well, and I think, too, there have been some times that I've, I, I think it was on BookBub, and I felt like I needed to respond in the sense of just saying thank you for reading it. Um, and, and I think I said something to basically that of, thank you so much for reading and posting. I appreciate your input. And that's all I said and got – very, you know, I I don't think I got a response, which is fine because I wasn't expecting one. Um, and even then, I might have been pushing it. But um, I just, yeah, I I think that we take our craft very seriously. So, um, you know, you expect the same professionalism from others. Uh, Tara West is a friend of mine, and she actually had a book out, and she was laughing about it because this woman wrote, gave her a one star review because there was too much sex in the book. And she actually used that <laughs> review as um, one of her, uh, oh, what was it? As as like one of her ads. So oh, she really? said, yeah, she said the review and never expected that, right? Right. No, she didn't. And it was, don't buy this book. It has too much sex. And she sold like so many copies of her book. <laughs> She actually like <laughs> I love that. screenshot the yeah screenshot it and said too much sex in this book one star and, and just like she couldn't <laughs> people couldn't download it fast <laughs> enough it was tremendous um, so yeah you know make I guess lemons out of lemonade I, I guess 
That's very clever. No, I, th- I think that's fantastic. Well done. It's very clever. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I do want to go back and say to everyone listening that Love in the City limited edition romantic comedy box set that's out February 16th is 99 cents on pre-order right now. So if you pre-order it, it's only 99 cents. But once it goes live, um, what's the what's the price going to be? The price will be two ninety nine after that. Okay. So just think, you could buy two more ebooks if you buy this now, and then you you wouldn't spend um, three dollars. You'd only spend a dollar. Have money left over for more books. Well, the other thing is so that it more. has thirteen thirteen novellas from yes. um, well known rom com authors. So it's it, it's a real bargain. I've bought it myself. Yes. <laughs> because yes. of course I've only read my book. And how did this project come to happen? It's actually a project that's been run by Jennifer Peel and Becky Monson. And um, they uh, reached out to various authors, and I was honored to be one of those authors. And, um, yeah, so that's really – it's their project, and I'm just tagging along for the fun. And, um, you know, it's it's wonderful to have these kinds of projects where – uh, you can tap into one another's readership because we all write similar uh, stories. Some are, some are more um, romance, some are more chiclet, but they're all really under the umbrella of romantic comedy. So um, right. I, I often buy an anthology or a box set of different authors because I might love one or two of the authors in the anthology, but I don't know the others, and I end up becoming fans of the other authors. So uh, it's it, yeah, I think it's it's positive for both the the writers as well as readers as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, finding new authors is is one of my favorite things, or new to me authors. Um, and this is just a really great way to do it. It's definitely through anthologies. That's that's a a wonderful idea, a wonderful point. Um, so so you've got the box set. You've got your uh, newest release for the Darcy. Um, for the you've got dating Mr. Darcy, you've got marrying Mr. Darcy, um, and then yes. there's um, and then you have on pre-order falling for another Darcy um, is out. Well, will be out. When is that? That's coming out in uh, late May. So okay. uh, that's the project that I'm working on right now, and that's the as you can tell the third book in the series. It's called the Love Manor okay. Romantic Comedy Series, and this centres around the characters that I mentioned earlier: the um, man who poses as Mr. Darcy for the reality TV show. Um, his name is Sebastian, and um, his uh, his love interest is Emma, and um, they meet on dating Mr. Darcy. And then the second book follows this story, and the third book does. So it's it's uh, it's a, just going to be three books, but I do, as I mentioned, have a spin-off series as well that will uh, that will eventuate over the next year or so. I just need okay. to write the books, Patricia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, so the, these three books that you're doing uh, with Darcy, these are the same same people, the same couple, correct? They are the same couple, yes. So Sebastian okay. and Emma feature in each of the stories, yes. Okay. And then, then the next series would would it feature another um, woman in the in the on the sh- in the first book uh, from that, or are you going completely yes. somewhere else? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No. So 
I've got three more books planned in a spin-off. They will be uh, The Girls of Love Matter, I think. I don't know quite what the, the, uh, um, the series name will be. But the first one um, will be Phoebe's story once it's out of the anthology. So the anthology, okay. we are going to keep the stories together for a certain period of time and then pull them out. And sure. then the, um, the there are two other stories. There's another contestant from the show. Um, her name is Kennedy Bennett. Um, and then finally, there's um, Sebastian's sister. So her name is Zara, and she is going to have her own story as well. So uh, they just appear. They appear in the books. There may be another. I've actually had readers ask for other contestants from the first book. The first book has uh-huh. been really successful for me. Um, and um, I absolutely loved writing it. The the concept for a dating show with Mr. Darcy as The Bachelor um, just came to me one day and I thought, wow, I really want to write that book one day. And that was probably 18 months, two years ago. And finally, actually, when we were in lockdown, the whole country, uh-huh. all of New Zealand was in lockdown, um, my son was doing, he was 11 uh, at the time and he was doing homeschooling So I was heavily involved in that, as you can imagine. But I found an hour or two every day to sit down and the story just absolutely flowed for me, I think, because I'd had it percolating away in my head for so long. And um, it was just it was an amazing escape, really, from the horrors of what was going on around the world. And, um, yeah, so that's getting back to your point. (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh, that's the series, that's the, the, the foundation series, I guess. So, um, I love it. There are a lot of legs to this. If I do end up writing other contestants, I, you know, I've got several contestants in there I could. I have some pretty mean ones as well, and I don't think I'll write their stories. I don't think they deserve to be exonerated. They're just too mean. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it depends on how they're presented, of course. Um, and then are they redeemable, which is always the big question. Um, but, I mean, it's, just, it's so much fun to come up with something like this because it seems like, oh, well, certainly somebody's done something like this about it. And it's like, oh, they haven't. Or even if they have, um, this is my take. And that's always just, I always just love everybody's, idea of of these different types of shows and and how this plays out on the pages so uh well done exactly there are a lot of uh, thank you there are a lot of stories um that you know are based on pride and prejudice uh Mm -hmm. this isn't a rewrite of pride and prejudice it's not possible to do that within the context of a dating show i don't think um but right didn't you quite a few elements from Jane Austen's masterpiece in the story and also in marrying Mr. Darcy as well. And there also will be in um, falling for another Darcy. Okay. Well, that is so cool. So outside of Darcy, uh, what other projects do you have planned? I have another series in my head as well. Um, And um, so this is the first time with the Love Manor With uh, the Love Manor romantic comedy series, uh, this Mm -hmm. is the first time I have ever written the same couple in a series. Uh, So I have um, a I have another series called the Cozy Cottage Cafe, and that's a four book series um, based around four friends, and they all agree to a dating pact, 
in the first, okay. very first scene of the very first book. They are all sitting on a beach. They might have had a little bit too much Chardonnay, <laughs> but they're all <laughs> in their late 20s, and they decide that they've just had enough of dating the wrong kinds of guys, and they mm-hmm. agree to a pact that the next guy they date, they will marry. So that means that they become very selective in who they choose. Um, they stop dating widely um, and just really focus in on finding the one. Um, and mm-hmm. each book is the, is a different friend's story. So we start with Cassie, and um, she's very driven and very focused on um, marrying one particular type of person. Um, and um, all I'll say about that is that... Um, it's an it's an adventure. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. So that that is typically how I write my series. I will focus on a maybe a friend group. It's usually a friend group, but um, sure. it could be a family. Um, yeah, and and each book is a different story. So that's the formula I'm going back to for my next series, and um, that will base that'll be based around a group of friends. It's in the very yeah. early stages of planning, simply because I've got a number of books around the Mr. Darcy concept that I'm, um, that I'm plotting and planning right now. But it is something that I think will be fun to get to. I do really love writing these books, so I can't quite believe yeah. that I've made a career out of something I love to do. Well, and it's always good to tell good stories. I mean, it's um, for – we all, always love to see how love happens, you know, and, and who falls for whom and why, um, and seeing those things on the pages, I, I think, you know, a lot of times we see family members or friends or different things on, on there as well, or even our own stories. And I just, I, I think that escapism in that moment of, yeah, it does happen. You know, people do fall in love and have a happily ever after. It doesn't mean everything's perfect. It just means, you know, things worked out pretty well. Um, so yeah, it sounds like that you will be staying plenty busy. I think I will be, and um, I I do I do love to give my characters a happy ending. A hap- sorry, I should say happily ever after. <laughs> they never different yeah. conversation. Um But it's uh, um, you've got to have that's a, a different story. That's, that's like the behind thing. the curtain yeah, story. And I don't write that type of story. <laughs> I write I write light, funny, pretty clean. Um, romantic comedy so yeah we're not going there but um, yeah I do I I give them all sorts of hurdles to overcome along the way and so that it becomes when they do finally find their H-E-A happily ever after that they they really deserve it and the reader is going yes we've got there so and I love writing those final chapters I love writing them that you know you have the big grand gesture someone does something that makes you put your hand over your heart and go oh um that's right that's, that's my favorite part of the book yeah do your i mean at, at some point i'm sure when you're writing your characters <clears throat> take a life of their own and it's almost like it starts to write itself Yes, I have had that, and um, that certainly happened with dating Mr. Darcy. It just flew off the, the pages for me. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I've had the odd character here or there that surprised me, and they try to take over the story, and if they're a minor character, I just really have to rein them in. And I'd been born to that that could happen when I was a very new author, and um, I thought, no, that's ridiculous. But it absolutely happens, and it's yeah. quite... 
it's quite an it's quite an odd phenomenon, I think. But it, yeah, I, you've got to rein those characters in because otherwise they will dominate. And maybe they just deserve another book. Maybe that's how they're telling you that they deserve their own book. Right. Right. Yeah. And and there's yeah there's times that I, I think when I first started writing, I you know you go through a little bit of. Um, I guess, adjustment to allow these things to happen. You know, it's like, no, you're not having a breakdown. I mean, these characters are really telling you what they want. Um, And so sometimes you just kind of have to listen to what they're telling you. And um, so, yeah, and I think once people realize that that's normal uh, for writers (laughs) and not to worry about it. No, because it's a very strange thing, and it's not something you expect at all. I certainly didn't expect it, but so, and it's, for me, it's usually the, the um, antagonists in a book, so mm. the, the characters that I don't want the reader to like, and if they do like them, then they're very strange beings. <laughs> uh, those are right. usually the ones that are jumping out at me going, write my story, and I made the mistake very early on of writing one of them, and mm. um, I had um, readers say to me, because she just kept on calling out to me, and read, readers were saying, "I just, you know, I, I don't know why you wrote this character." Oh wow! <laughs> Luckily, they did it yeah. relatively privately. But um, yeah, that was very early on, and um, I decided that if I'm going to write one of these antagonists again, I need to give them some redeeming features that the reader can see in the initial book, so that they can sure. actually think, actually, this is a complicated character rather than this is just a mean girl. Sure, sure. That balance is is hard sometimes. Um, But, I mean, have there been characters that you've found difficult to write because of how unkind they are? No, I do like it. I like a really mean character. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm not an overly mean... I'm not not an overly mean person myself, and... um, you know, I get on with most people, so I'm maybe that's just a side of me that I like to tap into that I ordinarily wouldn't. I don't know, but yeah, I do. I like to make the mean characters quite mean, and okay. then I have to rein them in a bit. That's what I usually do on my second or third draft, is I'll rein them in because I'm like, oh, how how realistic is this person? Is this person does this person actually exist? Um, but you know, look, we've all been through high school, right? So. Yeah, they do exist, but um, maybe and some not people as, never uh, mentally adults, leave I that. Hope. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess there's a reason why there are so many high school dramas as movies and books, and you know, like I think, you know, it's a time. It's like this this big cesspit of or cesspool of of just all these different characters and um, people. I think people are rawer when they're, they're when they're teenagers. They're, mm-hmm. they, like, I had a school reunion about te- uh, eight eight years ago now, and um, I remember going to it thinking, oh, I wonder what people are going to be like now. And everybody was lovely, and I had the most wonderful time. And then I was thinking, gosh, you know, it's, it, people evolve. <laughs> you know, they do. They, they do. They, they, yeah, which is a which is a very good thing, and um, maybe everyone was on their best behavior. I don't know, but I just had I had a lovely time. Then <laughs> that's possible too. Um, they very much could have been. Um, yeah, I think that there are definitely people who change, but um, I mean, we all like with PTA, you know, parent teacher association or room moms or anything else. We've I, I 
I think we've all also seen those same um, mean girl qualities that just don't go away, or maybe they were picked on in school and now yeah. they're going to pick on someone. Who knows? You know. Um, <laughs> no. <yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we just don't know. So, um, so you've got plenty of projects coming up, and you've got uh, your stuff coming out now. And then, what is something that you haven't written yet that you want to? Like it's not even on your docket. Like, yeah. Well, actually, one thing I am about to write in Falling for Another Darcy is a story that's very close to my heart and I've never written is about the difficulties uh, with fertility um, mm-hmm. and that's um, it's a personal story for me um, and it's something that I have always thought I would like to write and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> excuse me I have a frog in my throat um, and that so that's what I'm I'm writing right now I've been plotting and planning it and I'm I will be starting to write that when school goes back Okay. Uh, back in, in February. So, uh, yeah, so that's, I think, to answer your question, really, most of the books I write are around finding love. Uh, yes. This one is finding love in a different way, I guess. This is, this sure. Is, so if you've, if you've read the synopsis for it, uh, the, the, the blurb for it, it they, the couple has some difficulties in conceiving. So, um, but there, there can be humor in that as well as some sadness. And that's what I intend to write with that. And I think it's going to be a cathartic story for me as well as challenging. So, right. And I need to strike that balance between making it light but also realizing this is, a, this is a deeply serious subject matter for many people. And it will resonate with some readers. Some, a lot of readers that won't at all. Um, you know, most, most people have no trouble in this department, um, whereas we did. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So that well, I think there's a lot of people that do, that and I think that finding um, some, I guess, connection in all of it um, is helpful, for sure. Because you know, we all know. I mean, I yeah, I've had a few miscarriages, and um, it, it's it's tough. And we all know when we're going through it that we're not the only ones. But man, it sure feels like it at the time. So, oh, it really does, particularly when you're surrounded by friends and family who have children and it's been breeze for them. and well, That's how it feels, right? It not necessarily yeah. has been. Yeah, you can feel, it can feel very lonely to go through that whole process, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, mm. I, anyway, so I look forward. No, no, I look forward to, <laughs> um, I look forward to reading that because, you know, along with, all the other stuff up yours I haven't read yet. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to be busy because I'm really looking forward to seeing what you put together. It, I mean, you're you're coming at it from a really lovely, um, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? A really lovely, kind, and informative place, and that's that's a big deal. That will really help a lot of people. Well, thank you, thank you for saying that, and I do hope that it comes across that way. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 don't want, I don't want to say too much more about it at this time. Sure. Um, but it, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very personal thing. And as I said to some writer friends recently, it, it feels like the story I'm meant to write and I've been waiting to write. Yeah. And isn't that why we do it? Because that story just has to be told. We've got we've to get it out there. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think as you kindly um, shared just now, um, a personal detail about, you know, having had a couple of miscarriages, I think a lot of women do. I certainly have. And um, a lot of women have really struggled with that, as we said, but also... um, I, my, my husband and I ended up adopting, so we had mm-hmm. we had years of struggles with this. And um, in that time, every single person I knew who wanted to have a child had a child, at least one, mm-hmm. um, if not four. <laughs> so yeah. that's how long yeah. it all took. And um, I now, with the family I have now, I don't regret any of it because I cannot imagine not having my family. And it's been a very difficult road that's ended up in a wonderful place. And yeah. that's, that is how I want to write the story, that um, there are many ways to have a family and it's not necessarily the vanilla everyday way that most people do. Right, <laughs> I guess right. That's probably and the way to put it. Yeah. And, 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 love, process, and what makes sure. a family is love. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> we adopted two children. Um, we had two biological children, and so it was. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. It's definitely a process for sure. And uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. Just taking it day by day sometimes. Well, you can, you and I know can relate, that yeah, you can relate yeah. to this more than most. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot. So um, but yeah, but please come back and talk to us when you have that done. We wanna. I want to hear more about it. I would love to. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely, this has been really fun been really great oh i'm so glad oh cool well i am going to go read something today because i am (laughs) still looking forward to it um so if you're out there thank you so much for listening this has been patricia w fisher with readers entertainment radio we've talked to kate o'keefe she is the author of the love manor romantic comedy series and she's also got an anthology coming out with 13 other authors it comes out next month if you order it now before february 16th it's 99 cents so 13 short stories for a dollar, not too shabby. And she will be back this year, I promise you. And if you want to reach out to her, she's at her website, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, BookBub, Goodreads, and Amazon. All the links and the link for the books are in the write-up of the show. So thank you so much for staying with us and keep on reading. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. 